0: It took courage to write this book and it will take courage to read it because its theories and proofs do not fit into the mosaic of traditional archaeology constructed so laboriously and firmly cemented down. Scholars will call it nonsense and put it in the index of those books which are better left unmentioned laymen will withdraw into the snail shell of their familiar world when faced with the probability that finding out about our past will be even more mysterious and adventurous than finding out about the future nevertheless one thing is certain there is something inconsistent about our past that past which lies thousands and millions of years behind us the past teemed with unknown gods who visited the primeval earth in manned spaceships incredible technical achievements existed in the past there is a mass of know-how which we have only partially rediscovered today. All right, so what you just heard me reading, um, I did not write, obviously. I've, I've not gone and written a book. <laughs> um, it was the introduction to a book um, called Chariots of the Gods, question mark, by Eric von Daniken. Uh, and... The reason that I read out that introduction is because today we're going to be talking about the ancient aliens theory, which he didn't come up with, but took kind of to the next step and popularized through uh, through
1: that book. It's kind of like the foundation, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Of a lot of it, other conspiracy exactly. theories. Exactly. Yeah. And that's,
0: that's why we decided to dedicate an entire episode to this theory, because as we were looking at other theories, so many of them talked about ancient aliens that we thought we might as well just do an episode on it so we can refer Mm. people back to it and that so there's kind of a more understanding of where of where this theory comes from because it's it's complex and it's and it's
1: definitely worth an episode in its own right i think so i think so and
0: it's going to be mentioned a lot like a lot of a lot of conspiracies have an ancient aliens element to it yeah so so that's interesting have you Heard it all about this theory. So
1: no, so you messaged me, didn't you? And said, "Right, Clara, I think we really just need to get on with this ancient aliens thing." And I had to go on the Wikipedia page, as all good, you know, yeah, as course. all good students do. Get straight on the Wikipedia. I think them telling um, us not to
0: use Wikipedia, like, okay, I get it, but also it is
1: useful. It's so useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was kind of when I started reading about it, I was like, oh, okay, I have heard this. Yeah. But I didn't know that it kind of had a name, and I didn't realize actually how big a deal it was. Yeah. Um, people so, buy into it a lot. Yeah. So. I I'm quite excited for this one, actually.
0: Yeah, I don't, I mostly heard of it through that History Channel show, Ancient Aliens. I'd never watched it, but I saw it all the time when I was younger and like, you know, I'd scroll through and it would show all the shows and whatnot uh, before like Netflix and stuff. I'm making myself seem old. I'm not that old. Um, (laughs) But I remember seeing it and I was being like, why is History Channel like playing Ancient Aliens? Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, I think the show still is, I think the show is still on, but. I think there's a lot of people out there who have probably heard of this, who probably immediately just dismiss it as totally ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And don't really know that much about it because it's one of those theories that I think a lot of conspiracy theorists do this, where there's there are, you know, valid, I guess, points made, but it's the conclusions that they draw from those points that then you're like... It's sketchy. Oh, but <laughs> it's not like immediately off the bat, yeah. like aliens, mm. you know... I actually watched the documentary based on this book that was produced in 1970. And there's points of it where I was like, okay, maybe. See where they're getting it from. Yeah, but other points I was like,
1: no, absolutely not. So (laughs) So it's up to you guys as you're listening to kind of decide what your opinions are. Exactly. So, I know we said at the end of last week that we were going to be looking at the Templar treasure this week. So is this one of the theories that's going to feed into that? Yes, exactly.
0: And I think just as I was diving into the various other sp- conspiracies around historical topics so many of them just keeps coming up aliens 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 so yeah. we got to talk about it yeah
1: let's dive straight in i think all right so
0: the book that i read from the beginning by von daniken he's german it was so the book was first published in german in 1968 and then translated into english in 1969 with a documentary following in 1970 so it was quite popular when it first came out it, it mm-hmm. caught people's attention i mean i think Even if you don't believe it, it is like, well, I I just kind of want to understand what's going on. I want to read it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And essentially the basis of it is that modern technology kind of has allowed us to understand how vast the universe is and how how little we really know of it, which is true. And it's not crazy to believe that intelligent life exists on other planets, which I think, I mean, I think I believe that, that probably somewhere out there Hmm. there's something. I don't think they've come to Earth and built things, but... (laughs) I think it's, it's, there's so much Mm -hmm. out there that we don't know about. Like, who am I to say, like, no, you know? But, so it starts with that, and I think there's a lot of people who could somewhat get behind that and be like, okay, like, potentially. Um, Then he goes on to say that intelligent beings from some of these other planets visited Earth and, and constructed things. And I'm kind of going to go through how he does this. Mm -hmm. So... Firstly, I think it's hilarious. At the beginning of the book, the book was written in 1968. Um, he talks about what he expects humans to have accomplished by the year
1: 2000. Oh, and this reminded me of, like, you know the film Back to the Future? Yeah. Have you seen it? And it's set in, like, is it 2015 or something? Something like that, And, yeah. and I'm like, wow, imagine when that been, was and, what 2015 I know, all, looked all this like. stuff. I was like,
0: oh, I'm sorry, Eric. Like, we have done we've let none you down. of this. We've <laughs> he, he thought that by 2000, we'd be able to, like, build... And a giant spaceship on the moon, like we'd be so established on the moon that we'd have like workshops and stuff up there.
1: Wow, we'd be able to travel. Oh, that's interesting because we didn't go to the moon until 1969. Yeah, I think so. So this was published before we'd even gone to the moon. Yeah, there's probably okay. talks that they
0: were gonna try and yeah, do it. Yeah, okay. I imagine. Yeah, totally first. Um, he thought we'd be able to travel at the speed of light using nuclear fission. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, but sorry, we have I'm not... I'm sorry, but
1: why didn't he do some of this? I know. Like, why didn't he just do it for us? And Come he, on. he's
0: not like, I hope. He's like, no, we will be able to do this. Mm. like, I'm sorry. I mean, I guess at that point, there were still 40 years left of the century. Yeah, you would be uh-huh. like, we have done a lot. We just haven't done... All that he thinks. Oh, yeah. there's there's our fun little friend, the alarm. Sorry, everyone.
1: What? Why does that keep going off every time we record an episode? I think Monday morning, for some reason, oh. we record on Monday mornings. Maybe it's a fire alarm testing. Yeah, because it's a fire alarm testing
0: in my building. So every time I get here, I like right before I have a heart attack because they set <laughs> off a fire alarm in my building every Monday morning.
1: Do you know I bet that none of the listeners can actually hear that alarm. Probably not. It's every, like the, every episode it's is it's going to cons- be like, oh, it's, a- it's the alarm. And they'll be like, what?
0: <laughs> it's a conspiracy that there's an alarm going. You guys don't actually know where we are if there's an alarm. <laughs> um, so essentially, he presents his theory like this. If any of us were to get on a spaceship and travel to a planet similar to Earth that was kind of pre-industrial and at the point that humans were... A few thousand years ago and we got off this spaceship and gave them technology and showed them how to build things they would treat us like gods they would mm. be like these people are you know just unbelievable beings who are capable of these unimaginable tasks and you know they would totally venerate us and then if we left though there would be kind of reminders of our presence so that's what yeah. he says has happened that if you look through archaeology texts, sources, you can see traces of this other species, I guess, more mm-hmm. or less. Intelligent species, race, whatever you want to call it, coming to Earth and um and showing humans how to do things and also constructing things. Cause he's like, you know, there's there's things that have been built that it was impossible for us to have done. So it must have been aliens. One of the things he talks about is I don't know if you've heard of this. I took some anthropology classes back in the day. And they talked about cargo cults, so I do want to preface this by saying the term cargo cult has come a little bit under questioning lately, just if that's the correct term to use. Okay. Um, As far as I could tell in the literature, it's still being used right now, but just, you know, keep that being in mind. Be aware of that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, some of the unfortunately, we're going to talk about it later, a lot of these theories are kind of based on, there's some, like, racism and xenophobia in there, mm. so I just do want to preface that by saying that. So... Cargo cults first began to appear on the islands of the East Pacific after World War II. Um, Americans had come to these islands where there were pre-industrial societies that had had little contact with the rest of the world at the time and and created runways. Um, So they would, you know, use landing strips because they were were in the um, Pacific theater during the Second World War. The soldiers would trade with the islanders. And many of their equipment would be delivered using airdrops. So essentially, you know, like crates would fall out of the sky and there'd be food oh, and weapons okay. and stuff. And they began to trade with the islanders. So all of a sudden, the islanders had guns and metal pots and, you know, all this food they'd never seen before. The war ended and they left.
1: Interesting. When, I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, When
0: the when people returned, they found that these cargo cults had developed. So essentially, the islanders had began to mimic the actions of the soldiers in an attempt to make them return. They were marching around with kind of like sticks that were thought to be like oh rifles in the formations that the soldiers had. They built effigies like out of straw of planes and like created their own runways and it had up kept the, re- the runways. They'd wow. carve headphones from woods wood and satin control towers
1: they had built this is mad i would have expected them to be like good riddance frankly be so glad that the soldiers had gone yeah no it's i guess in on these islands they had a,
0: obviously a good relationship i imagine mm, in some places yeah. they were like goodbye but uh <laughs> you have to remember these are also societies that don't have a lot of contact with haven't really had a lot of contact with outside world so it's not like they you know really understand what the united states is or the why the war is happening, who the war is happening between, I and see. whatnot. So,
1: they were just other humans to them. Yeah, yeah. who had all this
0: amazing stuff. Yeah, totally and they want them enough, to actually. come back. So, anthropologists are not really in agreement on what is exactly going on here. Um, is it because the islanders just want the goods back? They're like, bring us back that stuff. It's awesome. We want it. <laughs> um, or is it because they miss the social relationship? They missed seeing other people. Of course. Mm. Eric von Däniken and his contemporaries and people like him say they're worshipping them. They're they're worshipping them the way that ancient humans would have worshipped the aliens that came. He uses it as proof for that.
1: So I guess that's more of a viewpoint of how human nature works, isn't it, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's would've... what he's trying to make the argument of, which... Yeah, okay.
0: Which is understandable, but also slightly problematic in the fact that it really makes one group of people out to be, like, you know, super primitive and stuff, and mm. we have no idea what they were were doing, and, and when anthropologists began to study this after the Second World War, anthropology was not... The field was just in this weird place where it was very... It was still a little bit colonial and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. imperialist and, you know, just racist as well. Uh, yeah, so he takes this as an example of what pre-industrial humans were doing, worshiping godlike creatures, i.e. the ancient aliens. So now we're going to go into, that's not his only proof. He just introduces it with this. And we're going to go kind of over his main points of proof that he uses in the book and talk about it a little bit. So hmm. his first bit of proof, and I watched a documentary for this, and it's, it's very dramatically, like, narrated. I have to say, so you're kind of like, okay. Like, the guy's like, what if? Like, he's got this kind of... Yeah. transatlantic accent from like the 50s or something i don't know <laughs> so he talks about old testament biblical angels um if you're not familiar with old testament which probably many people are not super familiar with it old testament biblical angels don't look like the angels that appear in the new testament and mm-hmm. that you think of when you think of an angel human-like with wings they're kind of they're slightly terrifying they're like literal wheels with eyes and like mixes of like men and animals that have like three pairs of wings and stuff like they're mm-hmm. they're they're hard to describe i would just look just look it up you will you will see there's some great um renderings of what they look like they they just look not human they look like another species if you were to take it in that direction i see and he says that this is humans at the time recording what the what the what the aliens looked like.
1: Oh my gosh, wow. Okay, so I'm I'm a big Christian. I mean what a big Christian <laughs> that's quite the way to <laughs> put it, but like, um yeah, super into my Bible and stuff. And that is such an interesting way of looking at it. Um but I guess the main interesting point is that there were also a lot of angels who did literally just look like people in the old Testament. Right, yeah,
0: right. There was there was a so, hi- there's a hierarchy of them, isn't there? something like this mm. like
1: I, when i was researching
0: this there's apparently there were yeah angels that like humans, look like humans but then there's also these mm. and it, like it's the wheels that like are the ones that guard the okay. god's
1: throne or something yeah like this. so these are the ones in ezekiel that i think he is probably getting at here this is really interesting because we're kind of going into like a completely different debate here which i don't think is actually helpful to this podcast so maybe we'll yeah and and, go and, and, if, back. and if you're listening i think it's important that
0: while we're going over this we're not this is not either of us trying Mm, to we're presenting
1: what he thought exactly exactly um i don't believe that ancient aliens came to earth is what (laughs) i'm gonna say um let's just put that one right on the table yeah
0: yeah yeah. uh so he says that and a lot of the this whole kind of like spinning wheel idea that they were actually spacecraft and there's also a lot of language in the bible that's you know like light coming down or someone ascending Mm -hmm. um i think it's also important to mention though i'm Correct me if I'm wrong that in the Old Testament a lot of it is people having visions of these things. Yeah, that's what
1: I was going to say as well. It's not yeah. like
0: I saw this and this oh, happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's also kind of important. Which he doesn't mention, of course, that this is a vision. Hmm. But but that's one of them. So that's and you know they pull all sorts of quotes from like religious texts from various religions around the world that mention someone ascending to the heavens or creatures coming down and helping them or. You know, things like this or legends within different cultures of a being coming down and helping them. And he also points to the fact that a lot of cultures have these, you know, really similar, a lot of similarities in their religious slash like cultural beliefs about how Mm -hmm. the earth was formed and started and whatnot. And he says that's because they all experience the same thing. That's where he takes it or that a lot of the the creatures that exist. You know, there's a lot of, like, um, lions with wings and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. phoenixes, like, there's some motifs that repeat in a lot of different cultures and religious beliefs. So he takes that as proof that they all witness the ancient aliens.
1: Very interesting. we well, but on a biblical thread, can I move to the Ark of the Covenant? Yes. As an electrical device? Fill yes. me in.
0: So he claims that if you take the instructions given on how to build the ark of the covenant literally Mm -hmm. it's like i think something it's like a gold plate then some wood and then a gold plate something like this yeah you would actually get an electrical charge
1: stop and then
0: he claims that some people actually did this and it did create an electrical charge oh my goodness and that in the bible when like people touch the ark of the covenant they get like smited or whatever they're really getting like a shock like they're getting like a static shock is what's happening um when i looked this up a lot of people were like yeah like maybe but why like why would this Mm -hmm. be a thing also they're not gonna get like shocked and thrown to the ground they might just be like oh ow a little static electricity (laughs) and it's not like people were unaware people would like people would have got shocked by things before like they just Mm, might have thought it that's true yeah they wouldn't say oh that's static electricity they Mm -hmm. would not have said that but he's saying that the ark of the covenant was like a full powered. Essentially, battery that the ancient aliens had the humans built, built for like because they needed it or something to like power their spaceships.
1: That is fascinating. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: And I like read some diagram. It's like I don't know anything about electricity or like, no. I was gonna say so,
1: really not my forte. Um,
0: all the stuff I was reading about like why or why not this could be a thing. I didn't. I really didn't no <laughs> know what was going on. I was like, okay. My big takeaway was that people think potentially. Might have given you a little... Could have given you a little shock if they literally built it exactly at how it was Mm -hmm. described and it wasn't, you know,
1: potentially... But, I mean, one dude literally died from touching it. Yeah, exactly. So I really don't think... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and they're saying, oh, the reason he died is because it was, like, so electrical. Interesting. Yeah, is what they're saying. I'm
1: obsessed with this theory, Quincy. I really... I'm enjoying this episode Yeah, it's
0: crazy. And (laughs) at first, when you first hear it, you're like, oh, no way. But they have, like, a lot of stuff. Mm. And stuff, I think... Part of what makes it so, like, uh, maybe is that all this was so long ago that Mm -hmm. a lot of it we have, like, one source for or no sources. So you could really say anything. And technically, no one can say that definitively did not happen because there's no proof. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then he goes, especially in the documentary, they kind of go on this, like, grand, like, tour de, like, things they think the aliens built. Right. That are mainly in... South America for the large part there's because they go to the things that the Aztecs built and they look at they have there's a lot of um temples out in kind of the Amazon where where the Aztecs lived and they're like they they think the base was actually like take off
1: like like a launch pad a launch
0: pad yeah wow and then there's this really round crater lake mm-hmm. in the Amazon that apparently the Amazonians, like, kind of used to, to throw people in sometimes. Oh. Um, like, as... They're not really sure why they threw them in, if it was, like, a punishment okay. or, or whatnot, but yeah. he, he makes the very bold claim that there's no way nature could have made this, and it's from the exhaust of a, Intriguing. a spaceship. Intriguing.
1: So I'm pretty sure that I've heard about that same lake, and they think it was a um, meteor impact. Yeah, like that. So... But then equally, you have no proof for either of those, do you? Yeah, exactly. So.
0: Because I've technically swam in a, what they called like a, a meteorite lake. They thought that it was my, ma- I know, look at you.
1: Um,
0: in South America, actually, in Nicaragua. Mm. And yeah, I guess technically you could make the argument this is actually from a spaceship. Yeah. Same same argument could be made. But also, I've been to a very round lake in Canada that they just think like it just kind of happened. Yeah. Because it can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just it's a rarity it's not perfectly round but it looks round mm-hmm. so does happen it happens so he talks about that he talks about how he also talks about the mayans you know i think the mayans are kind of known for like their calendar and like their doomsday stuff so he's saying that they were given that information by the ancient aliens to make this calendar they had a really good understanding of astrology and just of the night sky and how it moved like they were luckily for all of us they were wrong about the world ending but a lot of their like math that they had done to track the stars was correct okay yeah and he says the ancient aliens must have told them this i think one of the most classic ones is the pyramids at giza that's oh
1: my gosh yes
0: one of the most classic alien ones again he says because they are massive
1: they're like yeah they're feet- i'm just so ahead of that time yeah exactly yeah.
0: they are kind of one of those things where you're like how did mm. they pull this off? And essentially, I think the answer is like slave labor, unfortunately. Mm. Um,
1: but-, but it's more like the architects behind it. Like, I, can't, I I think one of my favorite facts, and I actually can't fully remember the fact, but maybe you'll fill it in for me. Is It's essentially like in England, we were still literally cavemen and Neanderthals at the same time that in Egypt. They were building these pyramids. Yeah, it's it's, it's r- something stupid like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think it's important to remember that like at this time, you know, they talk about like the cradle of civilization in Mesopotamia, Babylon, Egypt, that's where kind of everything was going on at the time. Mm. Oh, definitely. So he really focuses on that area. He doesn't only talk about the pyramids, but I think that's one that people can can picture a lot more if you're not familiar Mm. with like Babylon or Macedonia, because you're not me who just like watches weird YouTube documentaries all the time. (laughs) Um, Just similar really, you
1: know, ahead of their time. So is it thought then that the aliens only came to certain areas like South America, like the Middle East? That's what we're going to talk about. Okay.
0: Okay. I won't jump ahead then. Yeah. But yes, kind of is the answer. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Okay. Yeah. So he also talks about Machu Picchu, which that um, the, yes. the Incas built. And an Inca legend, actually, they didn't build it. A different race of people came down and <sighs> built it
1: oh stop it
0: yeah that's actually their like the mythology yeah because essentially it's so old and the walls if you look it up they are amazing like how they've so the walls are constructed with no cement they're still Mm -hmm. standing and they're like really intricately in Mm. what's that word intricately yes intricately um (laughs) cut and put together like
1: Mm. you know modern
0: modern engineers are impressed
1: Mm. like it is a really it's, it's a bit, bit of like human ingenuity. I don't know how much of the UK you've kind of explored, but have you ever been to, like, the north of England? And also, to some extent, like the Cotswolds, where they have the dry stone walls? No. No, okay, so it's a similar vibe. They, Yeah, I mean, dry stone wall, it, like, the name tells you everything. Yeah, it's dry stone. They're basically made without cement, but they all stand up, and it's, like, it's really impressive yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, so it's, similar, it's, similar it's a similar energy. thing. Yeah. And he points to that
0: kind of the pattern of, of the walls and the way the, the stones are cut. They're similar methods of doing that in some of these other places that he looks like in egypt and whatnot so he takes that as must being the same person must have been the same person who were teaching them how to do this or who did it he Uh also then looks at some cave paintings and drawings mainly in um in australia done by indigenous australians and they depict what if you're looking for it could be someone wearing like a space helmet (laughs) <laughs> like they do have these really big bulbous heads, the people That's that they painted. That's so interesting. And like kind of like weird stuff, you know, coming off of them and Very whatnot.
1: Interesting. That if
0: you're looking for it to look like someone in a space suit, arguably it could. I'm not going to yeah. say it couldn't because it does, but that I, yeah. that also doesn't mean that it is. Yeah, got it. You know, and then also on at Machu Picchu and some of the other um inca areas it looks like maybe some of the statues are holding something and he says they're holding like control boards is what they're holding okay then i also think classic classic example easter island
1: (gasps) freaky isn't it yeah and
0: easter island was a big mystery for a long time Mm -hmm. and i mean it still is there's still like a lot of debate about what happened at easter island and again he says yeah ancient aliens came because how would they have built these things? How did no, yeah. it's always the question of like, how, how did they do this? They're, they're far mm. away from the quarries. These are massive. How, yeah. how did so they for pull those this of off? You,
1: those of you who maybe haven't seen pictures of Easter Island, there's like these massive like stone head kind of structures. Aren't yeah. There? And they're actually bigger. They've just been like buried down with time. They're oh, wow. like full people. Oh, they're full people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they are, they are huge and they're quite cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So i'm not sure if this is true i remember someone telling me or maybe learning that they think maybe what happened is there used to be trees on easter island and they were all cut down to help like roll the stone and stuff to where they're building mm. and that's why there's no trees now but I, I do not know if that's true i need to look that up because yeah. i'm just remembering that right now mm. so that's kind of like there's a lot more and i'm sure people who believe in this again we're gonna get
1: mad at me for simplifying. But that's kind of some of the main proof. We're just giving an overview here, aren't we? Exactly. I think what's interesting about this theory so far um, is that it kind of resonates a bit with the stuff we were talking about with Shakespeare, how it's basically people today can't believe that people in the past were as intelligent as they were. Yeah. It's yeah. basically assuming that just because it was in the past, these people were idiots. Yeah. You and know and we're I mean? going to
0: we're gonna talk about that because... Okay. Um, yeah, we, we are going to talk about that. One last thing. This is the one where he definitely lost me on, that if you look at ancient maps from cairo apparently if you compare it to modern satellite images with cairo at the center these maps quote-unquote fit perfectly so someone from ancient egypt was brought up in a spaceship by the aliens looked down at the earth drew it and that's that's what the map is i was like and no one wrote this down, like, hey, the aliens brought me up. <laughs> like, that se- surely seemed like something someone would write about. Yeah. That one, I was like, okay. Oh, one more thing. This is gonna... Sorry, there's, like, actually so much content here. Um, This one I do want to talk about, though, because this one makes me mad when I read this one. So there's these beautiful frescoes at Dasani. I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly. It's a Serbian Orthodox church. Um, construction began in 1327. And according to... I don't actually think that the original theory included this. Or no, it did. It did. Um, Apparently, they depict spacecraft. And it does look like people flying in something. All right. This is one that's going to make me not go on a rant, but I would like to introduce the fact that in 1327, there were a lot of other sources other than frescoes. We have a lot Mm. more sources than I think people think from that period of the Middle Ages. At that point, we're in the High Middle Ages. There's a lot more writing going on. We have a lot of secular writings going on. We don't have the printing press yet, but people are starting to become professional scribes outside of being just monks and clerics. We have people, secular people, who are now professional scribes writing things down. There's a lot of production of content. Nothing compared to what happens when the printing press happens, but this is not a period in history where there's nothing which I want to make really clear because some of the other ones, what's so convenient about it is there, there isn't like with Easter Island, we don't have writings about how they did that. Yeah. With the frescoes at Dasani, a lot is going on. I also think it's important to note that this is a period in time when the Orthodox church and the Western Roman Catholic church they always kind of existed. They didn't mind each other. But if one of them had, like, a visit from ancient aliens who they thought was God, they would definitely tell everyone because then they'd be like, haha, yeah. we were right all along. You guys are all doing it, like, wrong. Look, God came to us, a.k.a. we're right. Like, there's no way they'd be hush-hush about this yeah, yeah, and yeah. just make a few frescoes about it. Like,
1: yeah. That's, that's a really good point. And also, I, so I've just Googled these frescoes because I wanted to see a picture of them. Um, and firstly, they're hilarious. But also, when you Google it, like there's not even a whole google page of pictures that come up like so i'm pretty sure it would have just been just one tiny fresco right yeah like i think it's one little thing um, yeah and, and, and for such a major event surely someone else would have whacked yeah. it on a painting and mentioned it somewhere mm. in
0: religious or secular texts like this is an area of this is a time when there's production of of content and that we still have that we still have my entire thesis takes place in the 1250s we
1: have we have writing from this yeah. period. I love how passionate you are about this. You're I like, know. this is just fundamentally wrong and I'm not taking any of it. <laughs> I just
0: don't like how people, I think the Middle Ages gets a bad rap all the time, but I think people think there was like literally no writing or sources going on. And while there were less, they were around. Yeah. They were around. All right. Um, I'm going to skip this little bit on Heinrich Schliemann. Essentially, he's just like the father of amateur archaeology. He discovered what? they think is troy but he did it by blasting dynamite in the area so that's not really great of him but uh von daniken loves him and is like well look no <laughs> one was no one was listening to him and he actually found something aka i'm right got it anyway so there were some other people before him who kind of like had ideas about this but he's the one who really popularized it if you want to do some more of their reading or not do some more of their readings if you want to read more of what they produce. You can um i think though we're gonna talk about some of the major problems with this theory we're not gonna go and like debunk any of the specific ones because i think it's important that those things have their own episodes but just some of the m- main wide sweeping problems mm-hmm. so this theory is still well and alive we talked about ancient aliens on the history channel and it's made some major problems recently people have gone onto ancient sites and like pseudoscience scientists who believe the ancient alien theory will, like, take, chip away pieces of, like, the pyramids at Giza or try and get bodies exhumed to, like, study them and stuff and essentially just vandalize ancient sites for their mm. science, which is... Charming. Yeah, problematic. Mm. Like, sm- try and smuggle stuff out of countries, which is making archaeologists and scientists extremely upset with them, yeah, as you I could bet. probably guess. And, of course, they say it's because they don't want the truth out or whatnot. But... um this also brings up the the demarcation issue of how do you tell the difference between science and pseudoscience. It's one of those things that makes people have that conversation, which I think is an important conversation to mm. have, and we're definitely gonna we're gonna talk about it later. But I think now we're gonna talk about how important it was the timing of when this was written. We're gonna talk about the influence of science fiction and space exploration. So as we mentioned, late nineteen sixties People are very excited about what's going on. All of a sudden, humans are going to go walk on the moon. Humans are going to space. All this unimaginable stuff is suddenly happening. And it's very exciting. And there was an appetite for this belief in the paranormal. And in space, like anything seemed possible. It was a very exciting time. Um, There was also, though, a bit of a fear that science was becoming too complicated and non-understandable. And that it was creating a group kind of like of elite that were keeping information away from the public. This mm. idea started to become popular as science kind of moved forward and things became more and more popular. Um, it's also important to note that the 1960s was a time of huge social and economic upheaval in the Western world, at least. And
1: mm. in times of crisis, people just go to wacky stuff. Yeah, don't people they? wanted.
0: Yeah. People were turning away from traditional sources for answers. People wanted, people were kind of losing trust in the government a lot more Mm. um, because of the 1960s counterculture, things that were happening, kind of this, like, steadfast belief that the government was always going to tell you the truth was kind of dying out. So people were, it was this mix of people being really excited about the fact that humans were going to go to, humans were going to space, we were going to walk on the moon, but also this kind of distrust in the government. So it kind of breeded this really... kind of perfect mindset yeah it's a perfect storm yeah, yeah. for people to people for people to be open to this because also all this unexplainable stuff is having happening scientifically all the great leaps for it are happening so it's like how you know it's not that much harder to believe that maybe aliens are out there you know we also have movies mm-hmm. like 2001 a space odyssey star wars twilight zone obviously some of these are are later on the natural publication of the book but they're all introducing, you know, space civilizations and mm-hmm. aliens to the public imagination.
1: It definitely shows what the public appetite was for. Yeah, like this yeah. is a
0: huge boom for science fiction and, and, and things like this. I
1: mean, like Doctor Who surely started about the time of, of this as well. Potentially, yeah, yeah, totally,
0: totally could have. And I think
1: that and that's huge. Yeah, like yeah. all this
0: stuff was happening that were really opening people's minds to the idea that this could be real, that maybe it's not mm. science fiction. Yeah. And I think the very name science fiction implies that maybe there's like a real element or this could be possible. Yeah. So then someone coming and saying, hey, ancient aliens built this stuff. You can see how maybe that leap would be made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not everyone just accepted this theory at the time, but it obviously was popular enough that it's still around. Now, I think it's really important that we that we talk about this next little bit, which is racism and xenophobia in this theory. So Mm -hmm. earlier when you asked me, you know, is, is the thinking that they only came to certain areas. And yeah. the thinking is, yes, they only came to certain areas. But I think it's really important that if you think about all the places that I mentioned, those are all places where um, non... Just not the West. Not the West. And pe- yeah. and even in the West, it's people who are not, like, white Anglo-Saxon people. Got it. Mm. Um, he mentions Stonehenge, like, so briefly, which okay. arguably is another... Thing that ancient aliens would have helped build but it's almost like he believes that those cultures could have done it right it's a lot of this theory is based in the fact that these ancient peoples of Africa and the Middle East and South America wouldn't have done this
1: yeah needed the help of aliens yeah and
0: even mm. even in the film when he goes to show the, the modern peoples living there he depicts them as kind of really childish and primitive and kind of he doesn't say it but the what you're supposed to but I think he's trying to plant the seed of is that, oh my gosh, look at them now. They're so dumb, essentially. How how did their ancestors do this? Oh my gosh. That's kind of what's going on. So it's very racist and xenophobic.
1: I think on the basis of that, surely we can just like blacklist this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, mom. And, yeah. you know,
0: people nowadays who believe in this theory say, you know, he thought that, but we think that they were everywhere. Now people say, yeah, Stonehenge totally was the ancient aliens they totally were in england and germany and the netherlands and all those places you know maybe he was a little he was a little racist but you know that's fine we still believe it that's kind of like what the what the modern thinking on
1: Mm.
0: it is um yeah and he talks a lot about they're all like indigenous peoples of north america and australia that he points to all the scientific discoveries that he thinks we totally made by ourselves are very conveniently done by europeans yeah he doesn't go against he doesn't go after them at all yeah, and what they did. So it's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really like this quote at the end. I think this yeah. sums up a lot of what we've. So this is said. a quote that I'm going to
0: read. It's by um, um Julian Benoit. I think he's a postdoctoral research fellow at the University of Witwatersrand in South Africa. I probably said that really wrong. Um, in an online article from 2017, where he talks about this theory, and he says. Firstly, these people try to prove their theories by traveling the world and desecrating ancient artifacts. Secondly, they perpetuate and give air to the racist notion that only Europeans, white people, ever were and ever will be able to be capable of such architectural feats. Mm -hmm. And that really is what's going on here. And, and, you know, even when he talks about the cargo cults, that's, like, really infantilizing and the way he talks about it. Because they did happen, but anthropology has moved away from using these that w- that version of explanation like mm. oh they're just they have no idea what's going on so they're doing this
1: you know it's it's really yeah it's just it's just racist at the end of the day is what it is so very interesting so yeah I guess those are kind of the two main points of that their proof is is based on damaging things that actually could be really valuable isn't it
0: yeah um, and and taking away any sort of they just don't believe that ancient peoples would have been capable of things I also mm. think it's really interesting ancient Rome and ancient Greece do not get mentioned like their aqueducts yeah. and the, what they were building the colosseum and stuff. You know, those are major feats that happened thousands of years ago. They don't get mentioned, which mm. I think is really telling just because of the way the west really venerates those civilizations and yeah. like holds them up as the pinnacle of
1: just human modern s- human society. society now. Yeah, they get yeah, people
0: definitely. people still refer to them all the time and they don't get mentioned, which is really interesting cuz some of them are A little bit later, but, you know, around the time that some of this was going on, which I think is really interesting. And I've never Mm -hmm. seen ancient aliens mentioned in some of the other, like, content that I was looking at in terms of ancient Rome and ancient Greece. I mean, firstly, because there's a lot of sources, and none of them mention aliens. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they have gods and mythology. Who's to say, you know, if you're going along with this theory, who's to say that all their stories of the gods coming down and having children with mortals and stuff isn't based on ancient aliens? but so that that's true. never that leap is never made which i think is really telling as to
1: maybe you should do it maybe you should start in a little should. corner in the everyone literature. this
0: podcast is now changing to <laughs> ancient greece and rome were actually founded by ancient aliens and yeah <laughs> that's the new podcast so <laughs> sounds good i'll be tuning in yeah and also the conspiracy of the alarms
1: oh my gosh
0: <laughs> alarm conspiracies and ancient greece and rome were founded by ancient aliens Love that. So, if you want to listen to that, you know,
1: <laughs> we're here. We're, we're here. here. We're here. So, obviously, that was kind of a foundation for a few other episodes. So, where are we going to see this feeding in to other things? Yeah.
0: So, very excitedly, I think what we're going to work on next, as I was doing the researching the Templar episode, which I'm mm. really excited to do, I think that we're going to look at some of the theories that are in the Da Vinci Code. Ooh, okay. If you read the Da Vinci Code, a lot of which have this ancient alien
1: thread kind of way through yeah um
0: we'll talk about the pyramids we'll talk about stonehenge easter island all separately oh, on their own because this is not the only theory that exists for them Yeah. there are yeah, other yeah. theories some of which could be true because there's no definite answer to to some of these especially easter mm. island it's will probably always be up for contention so i think it's important that we have our own episode their own episodes but yeah. we'll probably when we go over those theories reference back to this episode just so that it's the how am I going to say this? I like feel like I'm like stumbling around right now with my words. Um, so that you can kind of come back and reference what the actual theory is. And so we don't just mm-hmm. throw it. And then the aliens came in the middle of the episode. And yeah. And people are like, what? Can we just rewind on that? Yeah. yeah. What are you okay. talking about? Yeah. Exactly. So
1: yeah, we've done the groundwork already. So that we're already. Yeah. That. So
0: if you're listening to this because you're going to go listen to another episode, this is the ancient aliens theory. And hopefully that helps illuminate a little bit else about what we're talking about.
1: Lovely. Well, I very much look forward to uh, hearing the the rest of what we've got for it. Yeah, and let us know what you
0: think about the ancient aliens theory. I know a lot of people who are kind of into it, so I wouldn't suspect. So I'm curious to hear what you all think.
1: Well thank you so much for joining us for this week's episodes on Ancient Aliens Um, I certainly really enjoyed that um, and doing a bit of research into it to bring that to you guys. So for our interview episode that comes out on Wednesday um, obviously it's a little bit different because we don't really have experts in the Ancient Alien theories that we can interview like we have for our other podcasts so we're going to play the role of the experts and we want you guys to play the role of the interviewers. So please you'll see some links coming up soon on our Instagram instagram page that's q underscore conspiracy please go and give us a follow if you're not following us already um and you can yeah send in some of your questions that um, have been raised from listening to our podcast today and we'll be answering them for you um in a q a that will be released on wednesday so look forward to hearing your questions